Feel like the everyday chaos is getting to be too much? Head on over to winninggym.com slash BAP and we can help you there. Join our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator program for quick wins for your gym. Check it out. You deserve it. Now back to the show. You are listening to the Built to Grow podcast, delivering the knowledge in all things fitness business. We help gym owners win. Here are your hosts, Tim Lyons and Randy Engston. All right. Welcome back to the Built to Grow podcast. I'm your host, Tim Lyons in the Scottsdale studio, joined as always by Randy Engston. What's up, man? You know, you got me thinking there. If we have a Scottsdale studio, we must have another one too. We will. It, it would be not, implied. It, that's exact. That's that. That's the next step. A New York City <laughs> studio. <laughs> but yeah, that was funny. That's the first thing I thought. I was like, "Well, if this is the Scottsdale one, where's our other one?" <laughs> Nashville. We working on it. Let's go. Yep, Nashville studio. Uh, quick announcement, everybody. If you've not heard about the Iron Circle, that is our mastermind group, the top 5% of the industry. And I would even go as far as saying the top 1% of the industry. If you find yourself looking for more, uh, what's next? Your gym's doing well. Uh, you're looking to scale it. You're looking to get outside the fitness business to grow wealth, uh, retirement, things of that nature. That's all we really talk about in that group. Um, we've had some great discussions on, you know, whole life policy and land deals and Airbnb, you know, and so, you know, there comes a time in every gym owner's career where you've got and found yourself a little, you know, some success along the way and you're, you're trying to see what's next. Um, check out ironcircle.net. Would love to chat with you. If you're finding yourself about, you know, over $30,000 a month in revenue, that's kind of the line in the sand where we feel like the, the conversations change between, yep you know, how to survive to how to, you know, abundance side of the, of the business. And so we'd love to chat with you. We're growing. Um, still got some room in there. Ironcircle.net. Check it out. Can't wait. That's my favorite seat. Yeah. I absolutely love those events. Uh, yeah. And you'll, so you'll find out more information on uh, how often we meet, where we meet, what's going on, what the experiences are like. And, you know, as far as the testimonials and go from, from the folks in the group, I'd yep. love, love for you to check that out. Ironcircle.net. All right. So, this episode, I want to talk about changing the fitness industry. What do I mean by that? Well, I'll give you a, a little story. Back when we first opened, um, you know, we were trying things to to grow the business. We were, you know, just like every gym owner does. You you you, you know, whatever trial and error, figure it out. Yeah, yeah we're trying mailers, we're trying uh, email marketing campaigns, and you know, like short term front end offers and trials and door hangers and. You know, I find yourself on an island and, you, you know, you finally hit something like something works all of a sudden. And so um, I was always very close minded, not wanting to share any of the successes with any other. In fact, I didn't really know any gym owners. Sure. Honestly, it was just, you know, a couple of the guys that I knew from maybe an Ursa convention or something, the equipment manufacturer. It's funny. I talked to the, the free motion guy as <laughs> much rep. as yeah. any, the rep is, yeah. his name is Mike Young. If you're listening, buddy, uh, I appreciate you, you, you know, lending an ear back then, but you know, you find yourself, you, you find a little win and you just don't know, you don't share it with anybody. You're afraid. Like this is what was going through my head. I was afraid to share anything because I didn't want my competitors to find out what I was doing. And then, do the same thing I was doing. Absolutely. And I think that's a common feeling amongst gym owners. And it's very interesting. This is one of the only industries that I 
can think of that is so like closed minded and not willing to share anything. And I think that needs to change. I'm 100 percent with you on that. I think that uh, it, it goes back to that scarcity versus abundance, even the mindset, you know, of the individual behind it. Um, you know, I know our 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 growth and our transition through our you know organization at one point, we were tight lipped about everything that we were doing. We were worried about somebody picking up and running away with, you know, quote unquote, the secret sauce and all yeah, of that yeah. stuff. And, you know, here we are sitting here 300 and something episodes deep, giving away everything that we do every week. And I, th- I mean, we both can attest it. Like we've never, you know, had more happier you know, clients and we're doing better than we we did at those points doing, you know, with that type of belief. And when you transition that to something like our iron circle and you look at the willingness to share and the breakthroughs and the changes and the level and speed of growth, once somebody is in that position, it's night and day. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not even close to where, you know, those individuals are with that are just guarded and, and they almost force themselves to remain on that island. It's tough. And it is, it is, but it's, um, you know, to your point, like you have to kind of be aware of it. You have to come to terms with it. Um, you probably have to change the way that you operate a little bit and be willing to step out and be vulnerable, stick your neck out, share, but also, you know, at that, t- at that point, others are going to open up and be able to, you know, be willing to share more with you as well. Mm-hmm. And that two way street, I think is where the most, you know, the actual, you know, benefits to you, you know, start to come in. Yeah. In the beginning with profit, I mean, I was in a group, uh, a smaller mastermind. It was mm-hmm. uh, just some friends. It was Rick and Frank and these guys that I've been kind of buddies with. And when we started cracking the code on Facebook ads and funnels and automation and abandoned cart sequences, I shared it with everybody. It's like, look, here's, and I did webinars and I said like, Hey, you know, maybe it was Skype back then or whatever. I don't know if zoom was even a thing, but it's like, Hey, you guys should be doing this stuff. And, you know, several of them jumped on board and like, yeah, that, that would be great. But I don't, I don't really know how to do it. I was like, well, let me just show you, let me show you, here's, you do this, you, you take this and write this email and this is the program and all this, you know, here's what the ad should look like. Here's the image that we yeah. like. And we were, I was going hard and sharing and that was then became the catalyst for then profit because profit Absolutely. wasn't, it wasn't there yet. It was just an idea that we, you know, it was six I, months down us actually helping them before it was a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. But to your point there, the they all had the opportunity to have what became our business, right? Mm-hmm. The knowledge of what that was founded on. Mm-hmm. You know, they could have, any one of them could have did that and turned around and, and made a business and out made of it. it. Yeah. Not one of, if you remember, I mean, I'm sure you do. Not one of the people actually even took the knowledge that we had and did it themselves. 100% of the people that we gave the option when we first started, for those of you listening, we gave the option of like, hey, we'll educate you on this. Or, you know, if, if you don't want to do it, we'll we'll do it for you for, for a different fee type of thing. Everybody chose that route. Yeah. Which just showed that, you know, it wasn't a matter of just, you know, these guys weren't looking to steal the idea or right. run with it. It was still somewhat a foreign concept for them where the solution that they needed wasn't them going to learn the process and bring it in and do it all themselves. Yeah. Yeah. They liked the idea that they understood it, but they would still rather have somebody else in that seat pulling the. Yeah. And and I remember in the beginning, Frank and even Whitney, and if you guys are listening, you guys, I said, yeah, I don't know if it's going to work for you. Let me just do it for free. Let me just run it for you. And I remember Frank was like, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. 1600 leads. We've got like, 
80 clients out of this thing in the first week. Like, what did we do? What's going on? It was crazy. We had cracked the code and I wasn't holding that real close. I was like, you guys need to do this. And I I didn't realize that this would be difficult for people to do. So we ended up creating profit around that concept. And then we just ended up growing from there. Mm -hmm. But it opened the doors uh, for the opportunity for us to create a company. And, you know, it, it, nobody went off and did it on their own. Yeah. It was to your point, nobody like, if I was afraid of sharing this to then worry about building competition for ourselves. And even, even later on, like yeah. even later on, we were teaching people how to do it. And I was like, well, we're just teaching, we're building competitors for ourselves. But then again, nobody ended up going that route. I mean, some people down, like probably three people removed from those folks. Yeah, sure. Ended I mean, up becoming competition. But hey, I, I, I don't know where when it happened for me. I don't know when um, that might have been the point. It may have been a little bit before that, where I just said, share everything with everybody. And, you know, it comes back 15, 20 fold. And it has been. And that's where, pro, you know, Profit and this podcast and Built to Grow is all, it's all been uh, uh, the catalyst of just giving instead of holding stuff close Um has, has helped us get to where we are. I mean, honestly. Yeah, and, and I think that, you know, with those that we you know, surround ourselves with the coaches that we listen to and things like that. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of a, a known belief, right? Like the, the abundance mindset is really what, you know, successful individuals typically operate. We hear that from at least the, the world that we're part of, but it is a challenge for many to step into, right? So you probably, I mean, I had the, co- I'm glad you brought, this was, you know, your topic mm-hmm. kind of thing. You mm-hmm. brought that to the table to, to speak about. And I kind of chuckled to myself. I literally within the last 24 hours had this exact conversation with a individual that's looking to join our coaching program. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a group coaching program and his concerns are, well, what if I come to the, the, the calls and I've got something personal to share about the business? And I go, we're talking business, brother. There's nothing personal that you can't share. Yeah. Like, here's the thing, you know, there's too many people out. I mean, too many options out there, right? Like the, the pie is big enough for all of us to win. Um, you know, I'd be hell bent to, to believe that you're bringing something to the call that none of us have heard of type of thing, or, you know, it's not something that's like, you know, proprietary service or something that you're doing that nobody else has ever heard of. So I, you know, I told him, I go, I'll I'll challenge you, you know, like, Hey, here's the thing. If it's personal to you, like it's your life, it's, you know, something outside of the business that you wanted to discuss by all means, man, I'm not throwing you in front of everyone to make you uncomfortable. Mm -hmm sharing something that is that close to heart. I go, but if we're talking about business, I'm going to challenge you to to change that shift, that mindset. You have to start being willing to, to put out there your, you know, what you bring to the table, because that's, again, that's what allows others to feel that, to, you know, be part of that with you and then be able to, to share what they have. And, and everybody wins the whole rising tide raises all ships. It's, it, it's such a more conducive, enjoyable, yeah, less friction-like, you know, way of living. Hey guys, as you know, at Built to Grow, we're all about systems and scalability. And that's why I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Semi-Private Pro. Several years ago, I was in our gym looking around and I noticed our coaches were staring at their clipboards, struggling to stay one step ahead of the clients. And I thought, gosh, there has to be a better way. So I tasked Zach, our fitness director, and I said, dude, we got to find a software that would enhance our clients' training experience and increase our coaches' levels of engagement. See, we're all about client experience here. After countless demos, we realized there was literally nothing designed for our training model. So we set on a mission and I said, look, we got to create 
an app that is designed specifically for semi-private training. And I can tell you guys this firsthand, this is taking our training to new heights and I'm confident it can do the same thing for you. See, with Semi-Private Pro, you can streamline your training system, enhance client engagement and scale like never before without spending hours on programming. To learn more about how you can get started with Semi-Private Pro, head on over to special link here, semiprivatepro.com slash BTG, that's built to grow. So just head on over real quick to semiprivatepro.com slash BTG to check out a demo for yourself. And well, the cool thing is that somebody's might have faced that exact thing, right? And it's like, oh, well, when that, when that happened to me, yeah, right? And so kind of going back to our Myrtle Beach experience with uh, one of our gym owners was looking to purchase, oh the, my God. Pur- pur- purchase the property that his building, you know, that he's working out of the building. He wants to um, buy it from the landlord. There was a, a dry cleaner on the property that had some, you know, contaminated ground and they're dealing with the city and it's just like contamination going on. And literally two other gym owners in that group said, well, I faced that exact same thing. And here's where I, I ran into roadblocks. And the other guy was like, well, that's why this landlord went out of business is because that also happened to us with the same dry cleaning and all the whole thing there. Um, which I, you know, honestly, I didn't realize they did dry cleaning at the actual places. I thought they were. They like, them out. I think it's a it's a fifty fifty. Yeah, because yeah, in this area, I know the one you're you're talking I just about. Drop yeah, my that, stuff yeah, off, yeah, and then they like, send they, it somewhere else. They yeah. send it somewhere else. So maybe me, you know, me. But in these particular locations, they were actually doing the dry cleaning, and so there was seepage and you know yeah. water waste and all that stuff going on. And it's like, well, I that that's the exact same thing that I faced. So which but was that's, crazy. That's the wildest thing. We're in a room of what was there, 28, 30 individuals? Yeah. Not in in close to that when it comes to the number of gyms. How unique of an experience is it to not only be looking for purchasing the land that your gym's in, but to have the complications of a dry cleaner and contaminated soil. And then if you didn't open up and ask those questions, not know that the two other people sitting in that same room had the exact same experience. I'm not talking a different business with different contamination. Literally the identical situation that you're in. The chances that that happens are astronomical, mm-hmm. but the benefit of being able to get real world applica- applicable <clears throat> results from somebody who sat in that seat, it would only happen with your willingness to share. Right. Right. So if, if, if they weren't open and communicative about the issues that they were facing, they would never have the solutions that were right, right in front of them as well. And they got some good advice and I don't think he's moving forward with it. We'll see. But, uh, you know, we also have a Facebook group. Uh, it's called Business Talk with Fitness Professionals. And, you know, it's over the last probably year and a half, it's starting to open up a little bit more. People are sharing their specific issues um, and people are jumping in and helping these yeah. folks, which is amazing for me because it's like, where was this when I was coming up? There was there was nothing like this. So I opened in 09. There was no Facebook ads. There was there was literally direct mail flyers, uh, you know, putting stuff on cars out in front of the grocery store and that kind of stuff, you know, had that's what we had to do. Mm-hmm. Then of course with the Facebook, <coughs> excuse me, with the Facebook stuff, and I started sharing that and we were getting these huge wins. Um, you know, it grew and grew. And so other people benefited from us sharing, mm-hmm. but we also benefited back by them, you know, becoming clients of ours. So it, it, you know, just goes to show you guys, there's, there's nothing that you're doing that I can think of maybe 
that something somebody else hasn't heard of, or is, that's a big secret, some proprietary software that you designed, maybe. Even at that, like, I mean, you still have to like, what, give them all of your algorithm? Like, it's not your, like you're talking about the code, idea, right? Yeah, exactly. Let them go, give them your code, sure. Now somebody might, you know, go compete against you. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. let's talk about what the software does. They're so far behind you to catch up, to get to that point. Like, it's not, it's, those stuff shouldn't be the worry. Yeah, you're worried about the wrong things there. So the fitness industry needs to change. And the changing, what needs to happen is we need to all share. We all need to to build an alliance with each other, even your competitors. I mean, I think the best um, example of, of competitors bonding together was during the COVID shutdowns and what are you going to do and navigate this together? And I think a lot of gym, even competitors got together at that time and, and they became buddies and friends and colleagues. And now we're sharing. And it's like, look, if you were to take, if even if you're right across the street from somebody, okay, let's think about this for a second. And you're in a normal size city. How many clients do you both need in order to be successful? 300, maybe 500. If it's, it's a, you know, bigger operation, maybe a a thousand. How many people are in a five mile radius? Probably a hundred thousand. You know, I mean, I went to 80,000. You need, you need a fraction of a fraction of a fraction for you both to be successful. Well, I mean, so even, what are you worried about? Even play it out. I mean, I went to a tiny little podunk school in the middle, you know, the Midwest. There was 25,000 people in the town. Like even at 25,000. Mm-hmm. Th- you need a couple hundred. Fractions, yeah. fractions of that population. Like, it's minuscule, you know what I mean? And so we're, we're literally creating, and that you, you brought up something like, even if your competition's across the street in the COVID situation, the only thing that changed between that is where you guys drew the line, right? The, the quote unquote competition or the enemy was no longer the other gym. It was the law, the shutdowns, government. it was the government, you know, mm-hmm. like, but all we did was change our perception of where we, who, who the fight was against type of thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so we can, we can maintain that today. We can realize that, it is way benefit. It's like gas stations on opposite corners, right? We like. I remember in school learning when they they always um, they always brought up like price gouging and how if you're you're so hell bent on the competition and the race to the bottom, like it doesn't work. You literally have a business that's staring at your competitor every single day, and if you guys don't have some sort of even if it's an unspoken agreement, you can absolutely put each other out of business. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And because it's because you're no longer worried about the consumer. You're no longer worried about the benefit to your client. You know, you're worried about the wrong thing. Um, one of the most beneficial lessons I ever learned when I was working with Bob Proctor was that you can't operate in both the competitive and the creative plane at the same time. Your energy is going to be restricted to one, right? So if you're out there and you want to be the innovator in the industry, you want to be the person who's providing something better than what your competitors, you know, competitors are doing. If you're out there thinking and working on the, what it takes to be that and create that, keep your, your focus on, you know, the creative process, as opposed to what can I do to go take this other guy out or, or, you know, what is he doing that I need to go copy. worry, copy, worry yeah. about, you know, what are his offers that I can make mine better? You need to stay yeah. in your lane. Focus. I, it, there's value in understanding your competition, but do not shift your focus and start chasing. Because again, now you're behind the eight ball. Yeah. Now we're not re- proactive, we're reactive. Now we're doing everything based on what they're doing and not where, who and what we want to be. Imagine if we focus on all the people that are copying our stuff. <laughs> I mean, we, we see it, we laugh about it, we're aware of it, oh, yeah. uh, but it's like, I mean, we're so far ahead anyway. By the time they're catching up, they're they're catching up to stuff we did last year. And that's the point of the podcast in general, right? Like Mm -hmm. if we were so worried about the things that we were saying, 
our clients would never, you know, the, the our, you guys, the listeners would never get those benefits. You guys would be the ones that suffered because we were worried about what our competition is going to do in a few weeks, few months, whatever. Yeah. That's yeah. not where we're going to put our yeah. focus. Yeah. We'll never be forward thinking and mm-hmm. never being uh, kind of, you know, the trailblazers that we're trying to be. So, Leading from the front, right? Yeah. So listen, um, wanted to bring this topic up because this is, I think, uh, front of mind for me because this is where my head was when I first started. And I understand kind of where everybody's at, you know, that that's thinking this way. I think, um, you know, be be quick to share, be quick to open up. You'll see the benefits come along. You know, somebody's, you're going to help somebody, even if, even if you don't get it back directly from that person, you feel good that you've helped somebody win. Um, that's how we focus. That's our compass. Uh, if we can help somebody win out there, we've done our job today. And, uh, you know, listen, there's, there's groups like uh, iron circle, there's groups, uh, there's coaching groups like we have, uh, there's Facebook groups that you can share in, um, face, you know, ours is uh, business talk with fitness professionals. We'll make sure all these links are in the show notes. You can just go jump in the group and, um, you know, and say hi over there. Um, and, and, you know, and throw your questions out and throw your wins out and throw your solutions out. Hey guys, look at, look at what I'm doing and it's working. Check it out. Yeah. Right. And have somebody, uh, you know, Hopefully you can help somebody. Yeah. And, and yeah, engage in the conversation, you know, bring, bring your struggles to the table because there are people in those organizations, in those rooms that are willing to help that have done the work that have already, you know, gone through the trials and tribulations of the things that you're now experiencing and they are willing to help. And so, I I mean, I love this topic. I think that this is one of the biggest shifts that you can have. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's like one of those mental breakthroughs. Not only is it a, a benefit and you will see, measurable changes as this stuff takes place, but it's also a hell of a lot more freeing way of life. You know, if you, if, if you're running through life with wall, you know, big walls and worried and looking it's, over your shoulder yeah, exactly. Like nobody wants to target on their back and to be looking over the shoulder. Mm-hmm. And so if you keep your, you know, your head on straight and you're looking, f- you know, forward and you're just, you do you type of thing. By the time you catch up, you'll be so far down the road. Um, nothing to worry about. So hopefully that helps you guys uh, go out and win the day. Uh, that's it for this episode. Until next time, keep changing lives. See you on the next show. Bye. All right. And thank you for listening to that episode of the Built to Grow podcast, where we help gym owners win. Now, do you want to connect with me and other gym owners online? All you need to do is join our private Facebook group, Business Talk with Fitness Professionals. Just head on over to Facebook and type in Business Talk with Fitness Professionals. And when you do, We're going to give you our 10 marketing strategies seven-figure gym owners use to win. I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Until then, keep building something great.